Whittier. Welcome back to the My Whittier Podcast. I am your host, Bob Reese, longtime Whittier resident and self-proclaimed foodie. I am definitely not an expert. I just know what I like. I thought it would be fun to give you a comprehensive look at the city of Whittier from a local's perspective, and that is exactly what I've been doing since 2012. Thank you for joining me today. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You could also go over to YouTube and search My Whittier TV and subscribe to our channel. We would really appreciate it. You could also go to mywhittier.com for all things My Whittier. We have direct links to this podcast as well as our YouTube channel and some great merchandise that you might want to check out. We actually have some new hats coming very soon. Uh, we have some flex fit hats. Many of you have been asking for flex fit hats, so those will be coming. And you never know what we're going to add to the website, so make sure and get that onto your daily rotation, mywhittier.com. Now, um, today we're going to have a great little show. We are going to chase the cream puff. We are going to take a trip down memory lane and uh, review our last YouTube video. Talk about that. We are also going to review The Little Things, the movie that was shot here, or at least scenes were shot here in uh, Uptown Whittier. So we're going to review that, as well as some other things. And uh, it's going to be a good little show. I wanted to stick to my promise and give you 12 shows this year. So this is our second show of the year. Hopefully, we will get you a couple of more episodes, but we want to stick to that bare minimum of 12. That's the, uh, the minimum. We have to give you 12 shows. So here's number two. It's going to be good. Hang in there. We're going to have a good time. This podcast is sponsored by Scott Storage. $29.95 moves you into any size unit. Visit scottstorage.net for more details. Scott Storage, proud sponsor of the My Whittier Podcast. Also sponsored by Community Magazine, servicing La Habra, Whittier, and La Mirada. If you're looking for great deals on local food, grab one today. Anybody out there chasing the cream puff? Yeah, I coined that phrase a few years back. Uh, my mom and dad are from Compton. And my dad, a few years ago, decided he was going to find a cream puff that tasted like the one he has had as a kid, right? So we've all done this where it's like that burger or that piece of pizza or whatever it is, you have it as a kid and that place goes away and you're like, I got to find something that tastes just like that. And you just start looking and looking for that taste. So that's what my dad did. He, uh, he started eating cream puffs all over the place. Whittier, Montebello, East LA, went back to Compton and uh, he just couldn't find one that tasted like it did as a kid, right? And so I started to think maybe maybe it just wasn't what he thought it was back then. You know, maybe we we make it so big in our head. It's such a big memory and it's attached to so many things and your memory of it tastes better than it actually is. Right. So like you never you never actually find that taste again 
because it doesn't exist. It's in your head. So we chalked it up to that. I said, Dad, you're chasing the cream puff, man. You're chasing the cream puff. And he's like, no, man, I'm going to find it. And he never found it. So that's kind of the that's kind of where I coined that phrase, chasing the cream puff. You have friends like that who do that. You have people uh, that chase food or maybe, you know, it's like an old boyfriend or girlfriend from high school. You know, you talk to your buddy and he's like, yeah, man, whatever happened to Sandy, his high school girlfriend. And, you know, after high school, they broke up and then Sandy goes off and gets a family and gets married and then he goes off and gets married and then they get divorced and they're like, wow, I wonder if we could capture what we had back in the day, you know? And that's when I would look at my friend and be like, dude, you're chasing the cream puff, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's over. It's gone. Those days are over. Move on. Right? So if you ever hear me say he's chasing the cream puff, she's chasing the cream puff, that's kind of a reference to the show for those uh, 10 listeners that are listening right now. That's kind of uh, some my wittier lingo, right? Inside info so that you know what I'm talking about. Anybody out there chasing the cream puff? Speaking of chasing the cream puff, I uh, did a video last week. I don't know if you guys checked it out, but I visited uh, the old location of Skateland. And Skateland was around for 51 years here in Whittier, California, before it was demolished. Uh, 12520 Whittier Boulevard. Now, uh, many of you have great memories of Skateland. My memories of Skateland are late 70s, early 80s. And, man, I had a really good time growing up in the city of Whittier at the time. And Skateland was in full effect. And we even had Santa Fe Lanes down the road, along with Shakey's Pizza. And, uh, yeah, life was good back then. My Whittier was established in 2012. But um, I was falling in love with the city long before that you know some of us get lucky and love where we grow up and I was one of those kids that just you know for whatever reason didn't know what was happening at the time but I was falling in love with the city of Whittier California and it was things like Skateland that uh, made such a huge impression on me and uh, I started to just really really enjoy my surroundings and so Skateland was part of that and a lot of you experienced Skateland a lot of you Whittier locals and even people from uh, Pico Rivera and Montebello and La Mirada and La Habra you know surrounding areas enjoyed Skateland and everybody's experience with Skateland was different you know depending on what decade you were hanging out there uh, but it was all good, you know, even in the late, later portion, I think in the 90s, kids were watching bands play there and stuff like that, but um, it was a really good time, 
I had a lot of fun there. Video games and couple skate, and they even had sleepovers. I never, I never did the sleepovers, but um, had tons of friends that that lived there, or worked there, and even after um, I was kind of in, high, I think it was high school. My friend managed Skateland, so we had free reign on it there and had a really good time, even after we grew up. So um, unfortunately. Skateland had to close because for a good portion of year, I mean, from 1976 to 1991, dozens of companies delivered hazardous materials to Omega Chemical Corp. And that was the neighbor of uh, Skateland. So compounds found to potentially cause cancer as well as damage to liver, kidneys, and nervous system, according to the EPA fact sheet. That was happening over there. And um, obviously the, the owner at the time, Joe Franco, it had changed ownership, uh, I think, three or four times. But Joe Franco was the owner at the time. And to actually renovate that place and uh, make it completely compliable just wasn't going to happen it was just it was just too much too expensive too much cost and um, so Skateland sadly had to close in 1991 and that kind of happened a lot growing up in the city of Whittier you know I I was uh, mentioning all the places like like Shakey's Places that you you drive by and you just don't think twice about. But as a Whittier local, as a kid growing up here, those are my personal landmarks. You know, those are things that are significant to me for some reason. I don't know what it is, but, you know, I love that stuff. Chris and Pitts, the Cat Patch. I'm going to tell you a story about the Cat Patch one day. But things in Whittier that uh, are no longer here anymore. Santa Fe Lanes, I mentioned the Santa Fe Lanes, uh, the Sundown Theater. We touched base on that in our video, on our YouTube video, My Whittier TV, go check it out. But the Sundown Theater, that was actually the Sundown Swap Meet to me because at the end of its run, it was kind of dilapidated and it was a swap meet at the time and I'd ride my BMX bike over there, my mongoose, over to the uh, swap meet and kind of hang out. And it was just like visual eye candy for a kid. You know, it was just, even in its dilapidated state, it was majestic. It was huge, big, and just a lot going on. A lot of activity happening at the time. And so, um, you know, as a kid growing up, you see these things. You see these things, and you think to yourself, they could never be taken away. You know, it's never going to be torn down. This thing's way too big to even, you know, consider being taken away. But slowly, one by one, over time, they go away. And they fall down, they get demoed, and they get replaced. And each time that happens, you know, it takes a little piece of you with it. I mean, if you even if you care about it, like I do, and for some reason I do, I did. 
and um, you know you see things come and go over time, and it you make it makes you scratch your head as a kid. You're just like, whoa, wait, it's it's gonna be gone? Like they're they're taking it away? And the next thing you know, there's a Home Depot being built, or a CVS or a Walgreens. And, um, it kind of hurts, you know, when you think about it, but life goes on. You got to develop and get, I mean, we're in it, we're in a new era now, but that was one of the reasons why I do what I do with my Whittier. It's a, it's a guilty pleasure. It's a, it's a labor of love. And, um, you know, this is a place where we can reminisce and think about the old days and discuss, what we do, what we're doing right now, present day, what's happening right now as we speak, and then what's happening in the future, exciting things that are happening in the future. So that's kind of uh, where we hang our hat here with my Whittier. But we got one foot in the past, and that is for sure. We even talked about Ricker Motors. Ricker Motors was right on the corner there by Skateland. Some of you remember that. And I actually went there to buy a car one time. I fell in love with this uh, convertible Rambler. Or no, convertible Ambassador. And it was maroon. And it was it was just so cool i don't know what it is i I just love those ramblers those those that look that boxy look but it was a convertible i don't even remember how much it was i think it might have been five grand something like that and um maybe even 2500 i don't know but i didn't have enough money i had about half of that half of the cost i remember that because i went to my dad and i was like yo Pops, looking good today, my man. How you doing? All right. Hey, uh, want to get this car over at Ricker? And he's like, no, 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 no. Right out of the gate. You know, that car is going to be nothing but trouble. You don't know how to fix cars, which is true. I have no clue. And you need a reliable car and, you know. Doing what parents do. They are being uh, the voice of reason while crushing your dreams at the same time. So anyway, it didn't happen. But uh, man, that would have been cool. That would have been cool to own a piece of history in my mind. You know? Especially knowing what I know now, how I, I do the My Whittier thing. And just having that car would be like, wow. This is this is cool, but uh, didn't happen. Ricker Motors was a really cool spot. So many of those type of places here in Whittier, California, and um, yeah, we're gonna talk about those over time. But in that video, I also talked about a present day location that is A and B, located at one two five four eight Washington Boulevard. They are open Monday through Saturday. 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. closed on Sunday and phone number is 562-907-7888. Now, uh, this place is one of my favorite lunch spots in the city of Whittier. I have a lot of little tiny spots that I really like. This is one of them. 
Um, the chicken bowl is dynamite. You can even go beef bowl, and that's dynamite as well. But the way they grill their chicken, I don't know what it is, but they have a perfect grilled chicken. The flavor is amazing. It is dark meat. I'm not sure if you can substitute that. If you like white meat, I think you probably can. I don't know. But um, the way they do it is amazing. It doesn't taste like this at Waba Grill. It doesn't taste like this at the Flame Broiler. There is something about the way they grill their chicken. Maybe it's the marinade, but it is dynamite. The portions are really, really good. And um, they even have a bento box. I encourage you guys to go over to my YouTube channel and watch my last video if you want to see what this stuff really looks like. But um, they have a bento box. It comes with two pieces of sushi. You get two pieces of uh, shrimp tempura. You get your choice of uh, chicken or beef over a bed of rice. I think you could substitute that for brown rice as well. And you get a salad with that. And I think that's like eleven ninety nine. It is a monster portion in that bento box, and they have other other things that you can order. But this place is a hidden gem. It's uh, near the Five Points area, and it is so good, so good. I hope you guys will give it a go. Let me know what you think about it. A and B Japanese Grill. Check it out, peeps. All right, let's uh, review some movies. Now, many of you are at home doing the social distance thing, staying safe, watching a lot of movies, watching a lot of uh, Netflix, watching a lot of YouTube, My Whittier TV, go check it out, Hulu and uh, Disney Plus, HBO Max, all that stuff, and I'm right there with you. I have been waiting for The Little Things to come out since 2019. The Little Things starring Denzel Washington, Rami Malek, and Jared Leto. And um, as you may or may not know, scenes of this movie were shot right here in Whittier, California, in Uptown Whittier. And there was a lot of buzz in 2019 when Denzel Washington and Jared Leto showed up here to Yay Friendly Town to shoot scenes for The Little Things. Now, uh, the movie is out, available on HBO Max. And um, I watched it a few days ago. I love all three actors. Obviously, I have a vested interest in this movie. Scenes were shot here in Whittier, so I'm all in. And um, I really wanted to like this movie. But I, 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 just, I just did it. I didn't like this movie. It wasn't horrible. Uh, honestly, I, I don't even know how this screenplay landed Denzel, Rami, and Jared Leto. Um, obviously these three guys are amazing. I just think there wasn't enough movie for these three guys to, uh, spread their wings. It's kind of like going to dinner and saying, uh, I'll take the filet mignon. Can you give me three of them? Yeah, just, just bring three steaks for me. And you get your plate, and there's three filet mignons right in front of you, and you're like, what am I going to do with this? This is just too much. 
That's how I felt with this movie. Denzel was the star of the movie. He had the biggest role. And Denzel does what Denzel does. But uh, Rami just didn't have enough meat on the bone to sink his teeth into. And Jared's Jared, you know, he had the creep factor going. Now, let me just kind of lay this out for you. Denzel was a homicide detective at one time. He had a case that went south on him. Went really bad for him. So he ended up being a beat cop in Kern County. Rami is the new homicide detective in L.A. Hotshot, young guy. He's the new kid on the block. And they're trying to catch Jared Leto, a suspect that could be a serial killer. Now, Rami and Denzel team up and try to catch Jared, Jared Leto's character. And um, that's all good and well, but it just never got on track for me. It was uh, directed really choppy. And... um, I don't know. I don't. I, I can't put my finger on it. Like I said, I really wanted to like this movie. Even halfway through it, I was still trying to convince myself that it was a good movie and, it, and I wanted to like it. But um, it never got there for me. Things were unbelievable in it. I wasn't sold. And it was just a pretty big disappointment. Because, I mean, you, you think of a movie that has three Academy Award winning actors in it. And you're just like, this can't lose. This is a no-brainer. But for me, and maybe I'm off base, I'm not an expert in this field. I just know what I like, and I just uh, I just didn't like it. Now, this director and screenplay writer, John Lee Hannock, he did uh, The Blind Side, The Founder, Saving Mr. Banks. So he's used to working with big-name actors. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he lands these guys, because this screenplay was... Thin, to say the least. But yeah, the little things. Let me know what you think. Maybe you watched it and liked it. Maybe you watched it and didn't like it. And maybe you are on the fence and you want to watch it. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Maybe I'm off base, but I will not see it again, which is rare. Usually I will watch a movie again if I didn't like it to kind of see, but I, I, I know I wouldn't like this. Just It just went nowhere for me. Um, the character development just never got on track. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the little things. Now, coincidentally, I watched a movie called Ma, starring Octavia Spencer. This was released in 2019, and this was a thriller. Now, Ma is a middle-aged woman who lives in a small town. She ends up scoring some beer and alcohol for some kids, some high school kids, and um, then invites them over to her pad, her house. She has a basement, and the kids could uh, go down there, drink their beer, smoke their weed, do their drugs, and hang out. Their parents aren't going to know about it, and the cops won't hassle them, you know, drinking out in public and stuff like that. So Ma provides a place for the kids to turn up. And hang out. 
And Ma gets in there too. She gets in there. Ma likes to turn up too. Drinking and hanging out and dancing with the kids. And it turns out that Ma knows the parents of some of these kids. Yeah. They didn't treat her too nice in high school. And so there's that. You know, Ma's a little crazy. And not all there. She's got a short fuse. Very strange lady. So that's how this story unfolds. And uh, it's not going to win any awards. But it was entertaining. This movie was more entertaining than The Little Things. As crazy as that sounds. But it was. It's got a few laughs in it. It's funny. It's got some suspense. It's a thriller. I think you're going to like this one. Like I said, it's not a masterpiece, but I don't know. I was entertained. I liked Ma. Ma just wanted to turn up. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Watch those two movies. Let me know what you think. I finished up Cobra Kai. Man, Cobra Kai is so good. So good. I don't know how they did it. I'm a kid who grew up in the 80s. So I could appreciate every aspect of Cobra Kai. And they, I don't know how they did it, but they brought me right back to Karate Kid 1 and 2. Right back there. They incorporated Mr. Miyagi into this thing perfectly. The storyline... There's just enough cheesy in this movie to not go over the line. You got to have some cheese factor when you're working with 80s movies and uh, series. So it has it. But man, they hit a home run with this series. And they are all bite-sized episodes. You know, it's not like Game of Thrones, where they give you these one-hour epilogues, man. Or Walking Dead, or... I'm not saying anything bad about it. Stranger Things. I'm not saying anything bad about that. But, man, you you watch, you know, a season of one-hour episodes back-to-back-to-back. That's a lot to chew on. But these are bite-sized episodes. 27 minutes, 30 minutes long. Perfect. All of the old characters come back. Everybody looks great. It is absolutely amazing. And Mr. Miyagi, Pat Morita would be tickled pink, man, to see this. It would be amazing if he was in it. Now, some of the uh, choreographed karate scenes go a little bit long for me. Like one of the last fight scenes at uh, Daniel LaRusso's house went way too long for me. But other than that, this thing is right on target. I cannot wait for season four. Wow. What a great show. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you're watching. I'm dying to know. Okay, so today is President's Day, February 15th. Tomorrow is February 16th. That will mark the closure of Cardenas Market 
over at the old Lucky's Market location, Whittier Boulevard and Sorensen. They will be closing their doors for good. The property was sold for $14.6 million. They just never got their legs under them. Uh, they opened up at the wrong time, unfortunately. This pandemic has really, really put a damper on a lot of businesses, and uh, they are just another casualty of this uh, horrible pandemic. I really feel that they would have made it in a normal circumstance, but uh, we will never know. It is sold and will be uh, gone February 16th. That's tomorrow, and we will see what will reopen in that location. Uh, I'm assuming it will be another market, but you never know. We will have to wait and see. On a good note, uh, it looks like the outdoor areas are back open for... Uh, restaurants here in the city of Whittier so uptown is open and thriving again and I drive around town just to check things out and most restaurants are back uh, open with their uh, canopies and servicing customers all over Whittier so that is good news I haven't really experienced the outdoor dining yet but um, I'm looking forward to getting out there when I feel comfortable Okay, so I'm going to continue to uh, order my food, bring it home, just to make sure I'm supporting with your locals. But yeah, any way you can, guys, get out there and support our local Whittier businesses and keep them afloat. Uh, tomorrow, February 16th, I'm hoping to drop this podcast tonight, but uh, February 16th, tomorrow at 6.30, go to Instagram. You're going to want to follow the Drisco Kid. That's the D-R-I-S-C-O Kid. Now, uh, the Drisco Kid has a Instagram live show, and he interviews somebody every day, Monday through Friday. And he's been doing a really, really great job uh, this entire COVID-19 pandemic situation. And he's been uh, on top of his game and really grinding, interviewing some really good people. And uh, I'm going to be on a show on Tuesday, and I'm going to flip the script on him. I am going to interview him on his show. So it should be pretty cool. If you want to watch that, you can uh, check it out on his page. I'm not sure if it will give you the uh, option to watch on my page, but look out for that if you see the live button flash tomorrow at around 6.30. We are going to have a lot of fun interviewing the Drisco Kid tomorrow. All right, guys. Well, that just about does it for me. Another episode in the books. And uh, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. Uh, all 10 of you, all 10 listeners out there, I really appreciate you guys. Uh, give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you watched any of these uh, episodes. Let me know if you're eating out and where the good spots are. And I will be back very soon with a brand new podcast. Until then, be kind to one another and remember to eat, shop, and live in Whittier, California. I'll catch you guys real soon. Bye-bye.